the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From Pastor Napoleon, his wife, all of us at times of refreshing and the well, Merry Christmas. Welcome to our Christmas Day edition of Times of Refreshing. Our time together takes us to Psalm 100 of all places. Rather than the typical nativity scene, we find ourselves in Psalm 100 looking at what it means to be thankful. And indeed, this is a season of great thanks that God would actually complete and do what he said he would do. Come down and be our Redeemer. Join us, won't you? Psalm 100. With this edition of Times of Refreshing, from the well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California, our teacher and pastor now, Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. I want you to see this in Romans chapter 1, what is going on with society right now. Go to Romans chapter 1, let's look at verse 18 on down to 21. Look what it says here in verse 18. Romans chapter 1, verse 18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven. Against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. Because what may be known of God is manifest in them. For God has shown it to them. He says, for since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen. Being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. God, within us, we are wired, and there's a knowing within us that sometimes we suppress, and we're going to see this, that, that God is real, that we are not born of ourselves and made of ourselves. And then God goes so far as to say, look, and our conscience bears witness. He even talks about this, our conscience bears witness. Then, outside, when we look at the trees and we look at the stars, we look at the moon, we look at the creation. The creation is a sign that there is a creator. And his handiwork proves his existence. And he reveals himself through the things that are made. He says here, so that they are without excuse because, look at this, although, and he's talking about humanity, because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were what? Thankful. But became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts, he says, were darkened. And so what happens is when we, we fail to acknowledge God, and we lose the, the essence of being thankful to God, it takes us down this road. It takes us down this road of destruction, of separation. And what happens is, 
is that ultimately, instead of human beings being God-centered, they become self-centered. And they make an idol out of themselves. That's why you see so much secular humanism. And you see so much stuff. And then people begin to worship, uh, you know, we, we, we see this even on college campuses. It can be a dangerous place because secular humanism is so crept in. And now everything is about us and about us and about us. And it's taking their eyes off God. And it's about us. And then it's about the trees. And it's about the, the ecosystem. And it's about this. And it's about that. And everybody wants to take their eyes off God but it's God that's keeping the planet rotating on its axis it's it's God that's that's causing us to have the different seasons it's God he's the one that keeps our our our, our bodies together it's God and so what happens is when we become unthankful we start going down a road of destruction. Thankfulness keeps our eyes upwards and helps to take our eyes off of ourselves and what we don't have and what we don't want. And I, and I, and I, and I. Thankfulness says, God, 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 I thank you for everything that you brought into my life. And the more we can get this in our thinking and our way of life, the, the freer we become. The freer we become, everything and all things give thanks for this is the will of God concerning you. This is what he says in all things, that we learn to just give God thanks. When you don't understand it, when it doesn't make sense and you pick up your Bible and you read the book of Job. That in the midst of it all, he refused to curse God. Or bring accusation against God. And then if, as he just hung on to God, God blessed him with more than he had before his, his situation. But he never let go of the blesser. And for all of us, we have to learn to tap into this lifestyle where it's, I'm just thankful. I'm just thankful. That do all your bills play? No, not all of them, but I'm thankful that we're the ones that are because God has kept me in my life. Can I have an amen? Man, I'm, I, 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 man but man, you got all this stuff. What do you need to be thankful for? I'm thankful because it was God that gave me all this stuff and it was God that blessed me and I'm just thankful and the Lord gives and the Lord takes away, but blessed be the name of the Lord. I'm just happy to be walking. Can I have an amen this morning, y'all? We can become so selfish. And even we can make Christmas all about self. When it is about Jesus. It is about Jesus. We got to teach our children. It is about Jesus. It's not about these toys. It's about Jesus. And we, and we learn to get our eyes upon him. And then let him continue to bless us. He says these individuals, humanity, became unthankful. And we see it all over the planet. And we see it. And then what happens is our relationship with God begins to deteriorate. And then the next thing you know, before long, you look up and you say, well, what happened to God? Man, you used to walk with God. Yeah, but things didn't turn out the way I thought. You used to shout in the church. Yeah, but... You know, I'm, I just I just need so I got some other stuff I'm trying to work on. 
used to love Bible study. Yeah, I know. But you know, right now, I just me and God got some, we got a little turbulence in our relationship. Why? I'll tell you why, because you didn't get what you wanted, huh? But this is what happens in our walk with God. Instead of just saying, God, I'm thankful. I'm thankful. I'm thankful. Look what he says in Colossians chapter 3. And we're going to close with this. Colossians chapter 3. Verse 12 on down to 17. Verse 12. It says in verse 12. It says, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, He says, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. Look at your neighbor and tell him, you must do. You know, this is one of the things that that I love about God is that when when you read stuff like this, it's practical. Something that God wants us to apply to our life, and it helps us to avoid um, to avoid a corruption of the heart. We learn to forgive people. People are going to step on your toes just like you step on people's toes. Can I have an amen, y'all? You step on people's toes too, and and so this happens. In the same way, you want people to forgive you, we have to learn to forgive others. And, and, and this becomes our lifestyle. We stop taking things and holding them and then having resentment and bitterness and anger and then letting demons into our life to keep us away. And then we, we, we get free of all those things. And this is what we can apply. We have to apply this to our lives. Sometimes you're going to step on somebody's toes. Sometimes you're going to get into it. But forgiveness is a powerful tool and weapon against the devil. When we learn to forgive one another and bear with one another, there's going to be pe- things that you see in people's lives that, that, that you know is a character flaw. And so the thing I love about God is God chose Peter knowing he had character flaws. And he walked with Peter through his character flaws. And he helped Peter to overcome his character flaws. And in the church or in life, there's going to be people that God has you around and they have character flaws. Just like you have character flaws. But we learn to bear with one another. Can I have an amen? We learn to say, okay, yeah, you know, don't bring that up. Because when you bring that up, he's going to start tripping. So we're going to work with him on that. But it doesn't mean you kick him out the house. Can Can I have an amen? Aren't you glad that God didn't kick you out the house when you had character flaws? And so we learn to bear with one another, to forgive one another. If you got a complaint, forgive the person. Go talk to them. Do all these things. But then look what he says. He says, but above all these things, put on love. Which is the bond of perfection. So love and perfection work together. The more loving you become, the more perfect you become it's the bond of perfection where you have perfection you're going to see love and where you have love you're going to see what perfection for all of us 
we're going, we have to allow God to help us with these areas. He says in verse 15, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts to which also you were called in one body and be what? Thankful. He brings it up again. He brings it up again. He says, let the peace of God rule. And as the peace of God rules, we're helping it to rule by being thankful. When we're thankful, peace begins to settle in. The peace of God begins to settle in. You know, the Bible says that anxiety in the heart of a man causes depression. That's what the book of Proverbs says. A lot of times people are depressed because anxiety is set in. They start stressing and worrying about stuff that they don't have or stuff that they want. Things in life. And when that anxiety begins to kick in, then depression comes. And then a person is sitting there depressed. Why are you depressed? And instead of them, they're just coming out and say, because God didn't give me what I want. They'll point at this. They'll point at that. They'll just point at that. And they'll point at that. Instead of just acknowledging that I'm not, I'm not being thankful. And therefore, because I'm not being thankful, the peace of God isn't settling in in my life. We let the peace of God rule in our hearts and, and we're thankful. What happens is it settles us in every circumstance. It settles us when we're in our highest heights it settles us when we're in our lowest valleys. Being thankful just becomes our lifestyle, whether you have or whether you don't have. We just learn to be thankful. And then God, and we know God, He always is going to lift us up. He's going to take us from glory to glory. There are going to be moments when we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, but we fear no evil because thou art with me. Thy ride and thy staff, they comfort me. I'm still comforted even when I walk through. Can I have an amen this morning? And we learn to trust in God. And we learn to rest in God. And then peace settles in. Peace settles in. And we're able to, to, to walk through life understanding we're sustained by the mighty hand of God. He says, but above all things, verse 14, he says, put on love, which is the bond of perfection, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts to which you were called in one body and be thankful. He says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonish, admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father, he says, through him. And I love this because he says we are to admonish one another. We are to sing psalms, hymns, spiritual songs with grace in our hearts to the Lord. One of the things that happens when we become thankful and become grateful it is the source of inspiration for songs god wants us it's it's hard to find find a song that magnifies the lord when you're ungrateful but when you become thankful and grateful to god songs begin to spring up now i'm not saying that you can sing good I'm just saying you do have a song, though. Yeah. 
Can I have an amen? You don't have to be the best singer, but you got a song in your heart. You don't have to join the worship team, but you got a song in your heart. And you can, and you can sing this song. It just comes out of your spirit. And when you're thankful and you're grateful. And whether you and I realize it or not, there's a therapeutic aspect to worship and singing that helps to lift depression and heaviness off of your Oh, I feel this right now. I feel this, I feel this right now, man. That, that helps to lift depression and anxiety and stuff off your life. Because when you sing to the Lord and you're grateful, you're getting your eyes off you and your circumstances and you're putting them upon a big God that can do nothing but fail. He can do anything but fail. And so for all of us, we have to, we have to see this as part of our lifestyle as a church, that we're singers. Man, how you got so much joy? Because I'm just thankful. Man, how come you always come into work? You got a smile on your face. Like Diane Williamson. <laughs> always singing because I'm just thankful. I'm grateful. How is it, man, they about to lay off people? Well, hey, I know God's got my back. Can I have an amen, y'all? Man, they talking about they talking about global warming. They talking about blowing up. They talking about nukes. I don't know what. They, all I know is Jesus died for me, was buried for me, rose from the grave, and he, I'm in the palm of His hand right there. Can I have an amen, y'all? That there's a gratefulness that you start to have and you start to live with, and it just becomes your lifestyle. And I'm not saying that you. That, you know, sometimes tough stuff happens and this time, there's a time for mourning also. But you can mourn and still give God praise. Can I have an amen? And so for all of us here, we see that this was something that the Apostle Paul here is trying to forge in the hearts of the people that are up against it. But yet... He's teaching them how to overcome in life. You as a man, how often do you just stop and sing to the Lord? Do your children ever hear you singing to God? As a man, do, do they see you praising God? Or are you too cool for school? Do they see you worshiping God and praising God and being thankful? In the midst of having pressure on your life. In the midst of trying to take care of your family. In the midst of going through it. In the midst of all having your own personal battles that you're dealing with. As a man, do, do you, does your family or as a single person, do people see you as someone that is just thankful and that is a praiser? There's healing in it. There's deliverance in thanksgiving. There's a freeing in thanksgiving. There's a way in which the devil begins to lose his grip on you. When he realizes that, that no matter what comes your way, you're going to praise God and you're going to thank him. He doesn't know what to do. Come on, y'all. He doesn't know what to do when he says, oh, man, I can't get him anymore because they're going to praise God any, and no matter what. As a woman of God, do people see you as a prayer, praiser? Do they see you as a person that's just not religious? But your intimacy with God spills over into everything that you do in life, that you're thankful. 
that you're not a murmurer, you're not a complainer, that you're a person, you're not a gossiper. That you're a person that, man, I just thank God. What happens is when God gets us in that place of thanksgiving and gratitude, then, then what happens is not only are we free, we can turn around and help someone else get free. We can turn around and help someone else get free. And I want to stop and I want to say this in closing. We know that Jesus was born. He lived a perfectly perfect life. In the Garden of Gethsemane, he faced the moment. And in my opinion, it was one of the devil's last ditch efforts to try to get Jesus to stop from going forward. What he went through is, I mean, they have obviously made movies about it. We, we see the, the, the internal struggle and battle that he went through and the pain associated with him going through what he went through. In that moment, Jesus says, nevertheless, thy will be done, O God. And for all of us, as we're we're going through life, there's going to be those moments. But you never heard the Lord become unthankful or ungrateful. He trusted and he rested in his father's hand. And he made that decision that even he knew it was going to cost him. He was still willing to walk on with God. For all of us here. This is, this is something that God wants us to embrace. As we celebrate Christmas, one of the greatest things that happens, I pray happens to all of us, is we once again, we get delivered from self. And it's hard. But it's necessary as you go into a new year with new challenges, with new stuff, with new problems, with new blessings. It's good to make sure we check ourselves before we enter into this new phase to say, God, I pray that you'd help me to stay thankful come what may in 2017. That, Lord, as I cross over, that, Lord, something in me is shifted and I start to think about you and others instead of just myself. That as I cross over, Lord, I just pray that I would be a man that constantly casts my praise and thanksgiving at you. That I would be a woman that constantly casts my praise and adoration at you. Because when it's all said and done, y'all, it's about him. You were created for him and by him to magnify him. And so, Lord, we just come before you today, this 25th of December, and we thank you for your goodness, your provision in our lives. And, Lord, our lives are not perfect, but we're being perfected. And we're just so thankful to have this opportunity to come here on Sunday morning, the Lord's day, and to bless your holy name. We are so thankful for how you have kept us and so thankful that, Lord, you, our futures are in your hands. 
Our lives are in your hands. And Lord, we just, we pray this morning that not only for us, but for the youth that are in this room today, that they would understand the value of being thankful. Thankful to you, God. Thankful to their parents that are working hard to take care of them and be a blessing to them. That their hearts will be filled with gratitude. They will be filled with goodness. Lord, we don't deserve anything. But you've committed to blessing us. And we commit ourselves to giving you thanks. God, we give you the praise this morning. Because you are worthy. In Jesus' name we pray. Our production of The Well Christian Community, this has been Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. As we close out our time together today, we trust and pray our time together has encouraged you in Christ, has encouraged you in your walk and relationship with Him. If it has, we'd love to hear from you. Now, there are a couple of ways you can get a hold of us. By phone, of course, the easiest, 925-292-7800. Again, you can reach us at 925-292-7800. You're also welcome to write to us. Address your envelope to the Well Christian Community, 2333 Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore, California, the zip code 94551. Of course, you can always stop by our website. You can learn all about us at thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net. You can even take advantage of a few links, one of which will take you to our Facebook page. Or if you're on Facebook, simply look for The Well Christian Community. Don't forget, as you visit our website, take a moment and drop us an email. Let us know you paid us a visit. You can also follow Pastor Napoleon, by the way, on Twitter. His address at Napoleon Kaufman, all one word, at Napoleon Kaufman. We thank you for spending time with us again today and look forward to seeing you next time we get together as we continue looking at God's Word for times of refreshing. Until then, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life and may He bring you a peace that passes all understanding. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.